everybody. Welcome back to the Latch Mama podcast. It's Melissa. It's a beautiful Friday here in Richmond, Virginia. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, the Latch Mama podcast is a podcast for all of the mothers out there, fathers too, I guess, um, who are in the trenches of motherhood. Um, I am a business owner and a mother of six young ones, six under 10 um, for just a few more days. Um, and I'm joined pretty much every week by Lindy, who is our lead designer here at Latch Mama and also a mother of six. Um, and we just kind of talk about family stuff and kids stuff. And today we're talking about one of the most asked questions in the Latch Mama Love Facebook group, which is intimacy. You're listening to Latch Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, busy mom of six and owner of LatchMama.com. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, breastfeeding, postpartum, and all things motherhood. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. I, say, I promised I wouldn't sing, but I keep singing the song as we've been talking about today. So actually, we're doing something super fun today. Um, we had people call in with questions, um, and we're going to play their questions, and then Lindy and I are going to talk a little bit about them. But... This is kind of a part tour, right? I mean, we've done yeah. the whole sex thing before, right? Mm -hmm. It's not 100% comfortable, but it's a lot more comfortable now than it was, I feel like, when we did it before. A little bit. No. <laughs> Lindy, Lindy, Lindy's still <laughs> blushing over there. Um, I really sometimes wonder, like, my husband's on board because it's, like, kind of what he realizes we need to do. Like, I mean, creating content's creating content. Uh, how does Matt feel about you coming on here and discussing your sex life i don't know he doesn't know what we're talking about today but he mentioned this other week he's like yeah he's like i haven't listened in a while what were you talking about and i was like well <laughs> go look at last week <laughs> it was therapy um so he, I, he doesn't i don't think okay. he minds at all, all. Right, cool um do we just want to get started with the questions because i feel like the more we talk right now i feel like basically the cool part about this topic and it might make for a really boring episode. But the cool part is most of us have exactly the same questions mm -hmm. um, and exactly the same concerns, just kind of being in the trenches of motherhood and also trying to balance, um, you know, being intimate with a partner as well. So um, we're just going to start the questions, maybe. And then we'll I go from we there. Jump, yeah, let's okay, jump right cool. in. Listen to the first one. Hey, guys. How does a couple be able to spend time together intimately after you have kids, a lot of kids, <laughs> and all of our kids at home. It's really, really hard to make that time. Ding, 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 ding. That's like, seriously, I think we got a question. I think we literally get that question every single day in the Facebook group. Um, so we talked about this last <laughs> time on the podcast. Um, you know, I've come to terms with a few things, first of all this is a season of life, like this whole tons of children, um, maybe not a whole lot of time, not a whole lot of privacy. It's mm -hmm. a very, very small season. I mean, I mean, maybe not for us because I won't have a lot of kids in the house for a long time, but so that's, that's point one. <laughs> point two is you have to be a little creative. Yes. Yeah. And you got to push the boundaries a little bit in terms of, 
is this really private? I don't, I don't know. This is going to get really bad. What do you, what do you guys do? You guys do after the kids are in bed, right? And asleep. Yeah. But then I was like laying there the other night and I was like, yeah, this is going to change. Like I can't, I'm, I, I can't do 11 15 anymore. Oh my God. I but I know. think, Mm-mm. but I think there's, uh, I think there's the first thing, mm-hmm. at least for us is bumping up that communication Yep. and being a little bit more flexible in like when you, before you didn't have kids. I mean, yeah, it could be super spontaneous Absolutely. and whatever. And well, yep. as you start to add one, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. six, yep. you know, you, you kind of got to give or take a little bit. So maybe there's a little bit more planning. And so it a little bit more put it on a calendar, kind of like a mm-hmm. put it on the calendar type thing. Um, so, yeah. And then I think you just have to get creative, but I yeah. was laying there the other day and I did not bring your name up because like <laughs> really, the, no, 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 no. Oh. This is not oh, the middle. Okay. But in the back of my mind, and I was like, well, Eric, and, and I'm like, okay, that this really, like, their name's not belonging in this conversation. But I was like, hon, like, we have, like, from 6.47 in the morning until really, like, 7.20. Like, yep. That's can we, plenty of time. Can we move this to that slot? Yeah. Like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, we could, prob- we could probably do that. He's like, if you're not working out or if i'm not working and i'm like well like the eleven fifteen is kind of being like done there's you know? no way. but i think that is is like up the communication you got to be creative and mm-hmm. i think a little bit more it's okay yeah if something is planned it's okay um and yeah i <laughs> so but can i also yeah. add uh-huh is as your kids get older oh well gosh. they like to stay up later yeah. okay uh-huh. so like even linux like he's how old is he? He's turning four. He's turning fourteen. Turning fourteen. So he's like, "Mom, it's okay. Like you can go to bed. Like I'm probably gonna turn on my light at ten forty-five, and I'm like, okay, or whatever later. But it's like they stay up later. Like yeah. they don't. They're not gone. Yeah. And I think having those healthy conversations with mm-hmm. your kids that this is like not a taboo subject. We're all human. Yep. Like your parents, like it's how we had you like this is part of life to respect people's boundaries i mean this could be a lot of different topics but i'm just throwing it out there that a good lock on your door and like a respect for people Mm -hmm. if they're if they're in their room and the door's closed like i try to do with my girls if the door's closed i knock yeah you know can i come in and just that kind of thing so we like don't have a whole lot of boundaries to mom and dad's bedroom um and i've been thinking actually a lot about this lately like should we have had better boundaries? But then I'm like, some of my favorite parenting moments are our doors flinging open and having a bed full of kids and they're jumping around and they're playing and they're cuddling. And, you know, everybody's talking to the baby who's been with me all night, you know, like just this whole little like family structure. But those of you who didn't listen to the first podcast, Eric and I have sex in the mornings. Um, I mean, I mean, what else am I supposed to say? I feel so terrible for like the nannies that listen to this and they're probably like, oh, I'm here at 8 a.m. And where, where are Melissa and Eric? Oh, their bedroom door is still closed, but all the kids are out here. They're eating granola bars and chocolate bars for breakfast. Oh, I wonder why. Oh, because Melissa and Eric are trying to fit literally something quickly in, in their 15 minutes they have. But anyways, um, so the kids come in and out for a long time in our mornings mm-hmm. and we're having a hard time getting them 
out and then so then the last one will go out and then we lock the door but the mm-hmm. problem is we also have a door that goes out onto the back deck from our bedroom which is all glass so that's like a whole nother and you can like, see right to the kitchen oh, table yeah you can see right to the kitchen <laughs> table well i mean but you also like literally can sneak from the kitchen to that door and see yeah. my bed i mean it's like it's not you need a curtain yeah we need but then the curtains just look weird anyways right. but so yeah so we fit it in in the morning we try to it is it is fast it is it's not extremely connective um there is normally a baby crying there is normally something happening but this is what i have learned and we need to get back to questions but Lindy and I, I think, might disagree on this because I got an email last night and I was actually on date night with my husband and I was like, look at this email because we had had this conversation after this baby was born. We went through this, for us, a long drought, which was like the six weeks, probably two weeks prior to having, two weeks probably prior to having the baby. We might have tried to like have the baby at some point in that. So maybe there was like some quick something. So then we had the six week break. And then maybe we had it like once and then we went on like another three to four week break, which was a really long time for us. Um, And Eric was like totally checked out. Like he wasn't really helping around the house. It was like over, it was over Christmas. My parents were there. It was just all really, really bad. Like really, really, really bad. Like my relationship was hard. My parents were there. It was Christmas. I had a new baby and <laughs> this is where I'm going to sound really, really terrible. I asked him, I was like, what is going on? And he's like, I need to have sex. And I was like, with me, like, like, what, like, what does this mean? And he was like, biologically, I need to have sex. I need to have sex with you. I mean, cause that's who he wanted to have it with guys. I cannot even explain to you biologically what that did to like his mood and his behavior and like everything. And I didn't understand it before and I had never put it together, but he was a better father. He is a better father when he is having sex regularly. But you you have a comment on that? No, no, I I agree. But see, I had always connected. Like I don't want to talk to that question until we hear it is my only thing. Well, I can't really read it. Like, it's not a question. It's an email. And she okay. Didn't ask, she okay. Didn't ask so we question, can talk about it. Okay. But her, her, her statement was, so he, she said, she said, my husband has always been good to me, but he also has far more to give to take care of the kids when he has his own sexual needs met. And I had never had it. Like it was literally spelled out to me from Eric. Mm-hmm. And then it spelled out in this email from this, this listener slash latch mama fan person Mm -hmm. um and it literally i was like yes because i think as a female i had always thought of sex as just something extracurricular something you do when you have time something you do for fun i had never thought of it as a biological thing that is needed in terms of like like mood and stress and Mm -hmm. the lymphatic system and everything like that because i'm just kind of like if you just need to ejaculate you can go ejaculate in the shower or do what you need to do why Mm -hmm. do i need to be involved in it but i think that they might feel differently in those two situations i don't know this is getting this is getting me like laughing at this point i agree with the email i do and i think i i go back to a lot of just when i was thinking about i think most males they feel loved and connection through physical touch and intimacy. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of women 
I think while they can, I think a lot of women feel loved through emotional connection and some of these other things and not just mm. physical. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I don't want to say not, but yeah. not only. Yeah. So I think when like being postpartum, all I wanted to kind of interject into that email mm -hmm. while I do agree with it. And I think both parties needs, you know, um, hopefully should be met. I think there also needs to be some grace in there in that in a relationship and it doesn't necessarily mean need to be regarding sex or intimacy, but with anything, I think it's okay for at any given time for a period of time for one person to just not have enough to be supporting another person. I think it's okay for yeah. that person to yeah. that other partner to step up and forego I, some yeah. needs. Yeah. I, so all I'm doing. No, I, I so agree with you and I'm so right there, but I had never thought about the idea that if I just rearranged the needs in the household a little bit, mm -hmm. it would come fivefold. Cause at that point we felt, I felt so disconnected from him that it was affecting my ability to parent. It was affecting my mood mm -hmm. every day. And I didn't really realize that like something as simple to me, which like, it's really, I mean, this sounds terrible. I mean, it's not hard to have, it's not hard to find yeah. time to have sex. Whether you're in the, like, I wasn't, I mean, I wanted to gift him that and I wanted to gift him that time, but it didn't see, it seemed like to me, like, why on earth are we going to have sex when like, there are so many other things that could be getting done right now, mm -hmm. but I didn't actually realize like how much he needed it as opposed to <coughs> me just thinking that it was like, you know, going to an amusement park for the day. Like, why would you go do that when things feel like they're falling apart at home? But as soon as I kind of like, rethought of things a little bit and like we put it back on the schedule and I realized how important it was to him every single thing turned around our relationships tightened but like in the past I would have said oh god that's just so ridiculous that he needs like this physical thing to like actually step up and be a dad but he physically in his body felt better mm -hmm. which is so weird to me because I don't necessarily I mean I do my stress level is lower when I have an orgasm i mean i think that that's just a normal mm -hmm. thing but i don't think i necessarily need it as much as a male maybe does yeah. or maybe my husband i mean i don't want to like try and say that this is like a no i i 100 percent agree with you i just want to think of that mom out there that is Absolutely. like it's so far it is okay yeah it is okay to ask for a little bit more from your yeah. partner right there it's okay to ask for <sighs> patience yeah. it's okay to ask no yeah but also i think it's the strength of your communication yeah like where you guys have got to yeah is like Hey, I want to fulfill your need, yeah. but this isn't no. like two hours no, of, no, of yeah. intimate emotional connection. Like this is like, I love you. I want to give this to you. We're going to get it done and we're going to move on with our day. But those conversations are not had in every household. No, like it and, got, and expectations yeah. are very different. I mean, it didn't start there. It started with holy hell. Where are you? Like it yeah. literally spent, like I looked at him. I remember I had like, I had a therapy session in the morning and I was like, I don't know where my husband is. And she's like, well, have you asked him where he is? And I'm like, no, cause that would just be stupid. Why would I just ask him where he is? She's well, why don't you start there? And I was like, where are you? And he was like, I need to have sex. And of course my first reaction as a postpartum mom at that moment was how dare you, how dare you think that you, that, that, 
I'm supposed to give to you when I'm giving to six other children right now and it's the holidays and stuff. And we kind of, I kind of took a step back and I was like, can you explain that more to me? And he was like, it is something happens mood wise for me when I'm able to connect with you in that way, which I don't know. So kind of a tangent, we can answer some more questions, but yeah, absolutely. I a hundred percent agree. We should not be doing anything, especially as postpartum moms that we're not like, in the mood for we don't feel it but i also feel like there is a partnership here and Mm -hmm. there is a certain level of disconnection that you can feel from your partner and sometimes it it, i don't know i'm I'm sure we can have an expert on and they can talk to us about the biological things that are different between a male and a female but i don't know i didn't understand it i can tell you it worked for us it works for us when we're feeling disconnected Mm-hmm. Like we can go out on a date and I can get maybe that emotional connection, but nothing really beats what our relationship looks like. And I'm not talking like hour long. I'm talking kids banging on the door. Mommy and daddy are coming soon. Just relax. You all are all safe. I will fix that battery, that those batteries in that toy <laughs> later. Not talking about my toy, like <clears throat> their toy. Like just go, go, yeah. like give us five minutes. I'm yeah. talking about that kind of sex. I'm definitely not talking about like, yeah. Like they're really, really connective stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. All right. Next question. Okay. Hey guys, it's Rachel here. Um, I have a few, I guess, comments and questions about intimacy, um, postpartum mostly. Um, my first one is, is how do you kind of deal with the fact that like your breasts are no longer like part of that intimacy in your head? Mm-hmm. Um, like I get really uncomfortable when my partner, um, touches them during intimate moments um i just kind of feel like they're not for that anymore and how do you kind of approach that when talking to your significant other uh eric knows mine are off limits um he knows that especially with morning having sex in the morning which i I believe I have told everybody that that's when we have it. Um, <laughs> he knows that uh, they have been literally held onto and sucked and done whatever all night long. Um, and they are not to be touched. Um, I think further along into the intercourse session, um, that line may get a little <laughs> bit blurry. Um, and it is okay for, for me personally towards the end of what is happening as the hormones have increased in both of our bodies. Um, but, um, I was just very, I'm very clear with him that they are, it just, it it makes me honestly feel physically like ill when somebody other than a baby, like I'm weird when my, when my milk lets down in general. So I don't, I don't want them touched. Um, and I am very clear about it. Yeah. So, and I think it's okay. Yeah. I would say the same thing. Yeah. It's okay for a period of time that they are seasoned guys. It's a season of life for somebody else and it will change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's okay. Just communicate. And it's totally not abnormal to feel that way because yeah, they're off limits for me. Yeah. And then the other one is for us co-sleepers. I know not everyone agrees with that, but, um, like, what do you do when you have a baby in your bed? Like, where do you go? I'm so tired of having couch intimate moments, if you know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, any advice on either of those? I mean, there was a period of time where I had the twins in our room, mm-hmm. although that was very short-lived, but they'd be in a pack-and-play. Yeah, your kids were always kind of out of your bedroom. Yeah. 
Um, I think at that point, you it, it I think once again, it comes mm-hmm. back seasonally and you mm-hmm. find those other ways to, to connect and, mm-hmm. you know, be intimate. And I, I know the couch is tiring or wherever else you want to get creative, but it's for a short period of time. Um, but I think if that's what you're looking for and, and your partner and you need that, I, th- I think it's just to make that a priority. Yeah. I think they'll be okay mm-hmm. um, laying safely in a crib. Yeah. What so did the, you say? The I mean, only time. 10 to 15 minutes. Um, yeah. The only time the latest child has ever been in his bassinet that is set up in our room is when Eric and I are having sex. So we can just call it the sex bassinet now. Yeah. It's literally just a safe place where he goes. They don't I hope know. I hope he stays asleep. If he doesn't stay asleep, it's it's okay. He's gonna maybe cry, and we're gonna really really try to make it happen. It doesn't always happen if the baby's crying, but you know what? The baby's gonna cry. The baby's safe. It's literally just like putting your baby down when you need a moment. And yeah. I put the baby down, and hopefully the baby stays happy. And as they get a little bit older, I feel like they can play with a toy, or they can look at the lights, or they can <laughs> be in a new space for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, but I'm talking about like quick like this is a season of quick intimate moments um and yeah so the baby goes there the baby goes in the bouncer we've gotten to the point now where the 10 year old can take the baby six months old now so the baby i don't know if anybody's going to prove this but the 10 year old will take the baby now um and spend because the baby's super happy in the mornings and they will it's the kid's time with the baby mommy and daddy will be right there you just go put him in his bouncer you guys go read him a book or something and they have family time with the baby while dad and I have time <laughs> together. I love it though. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, 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 it works for us. Yeah, absolutely. It's trial and error. Like you're literally not going to be the world's best parent and the world's best partner at the same time. It's a hundred percent. Like it's not possible. Yeah. Um, so I think you just kind of, you know, figure out how to meet somewhere in the middle. Um, I think there's also people who will just scoot the baby into the, side of kind of the bed and prop them up with pillows and do whatever. I mean, it really depends on like what you have going on in terms of, of sex. We're not like the most creative individuals in the world. We just kind of get it done. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I gotta be honest. I'm not really entirely sure what my question is, but I know at least for me, there was like this major, I just had my first baby and there was just this major like identity shift that I feel like that happened the moment that I gave birth. And since then, I guess figuring out intimacy has been kind of weird with that. Like, all of a sudden, I'm this whole new person, and I hardly know who I am. And now I have to try to figure out, like, how to relate to my husband and love him and and do this um, all in the light of just having my first baby and, like, my whole body and everything is just, like, totally, totally different now. So uh, I'm sure there's hopefully maybe something in there that's a a cohesive question so like i'm getting all emotional and i don't know why i mean i kind of feel like you are too because it's like it's so hard because i mean i've had six and like hearing somebody who's just had their first one and like i mean my first reaction is that it gets better and it gets easier and then my second reaction is like i really really hope she doesn't feel alone and like i really really hope this isn't the first time that she's asked that question because i can tell you probably every single woman who's ever had a baby felt that way felt that way on the other side of it but but you know what i was thinking back to me with one or two or whatever she could actually put that into words i think there's a lot of women out there yep they don't even they can't even form 
those sentences and recognizing that like, hey, I don't, I feel completely different. And that sounds so stupid. Like, why couldn't I form that? But when you're so overwhelmed with this new person and this new body and yeah, you don't even really know what you're thinking and how to communicate to your husband. And then you start getting resentful and then you start getting (laughs) angry and like, because you don't know who you are, but then there's somebody here that, that has needs. Like I was just talking about like, Mm -hmm. and, but you're taking care of a brand new human and you don't know what you're doing and you're not sleeping and you're breastfeeding and the hormones with breastfeeding completely like work with and against the Mm -hmm. hormones with sex. And it's just, yeah, I would take those exact thoughts. Mm -hmm. And if you, you have, hopefully you have a supportive partner that can and literally take those exact thoughts and say, Mm -hmm help like we're in this together we have Mm -hmm. this new baby this is what i can form as to what i'm feeling like help me support me work through this yeah um don't don't sit with it alone and i and i can tell you i don't know how old your baby is but i can tell you that it does change and it does get better even without communication like lindy's talking about Mm -hmm. because i definitely was not at a place in parenting i talk about or, it because i or didn't. yeah <laughs> or work that i've done at that point where like i could have ever had that conversation with my husband um or anybody like she said for that matter yeah. but um even if you do nothing hormonally your body will start to adjust back to feeling normal you will most likely start ovulating again as you wean your baby and hormonally your body itself will start to become attracted to your partner again and have more drive back for most women. Um, that is why I have a baby every two years. Um, because suddenly my period comes back and my body's like, Oh wow, he's awesome. I mean, we went through a stage before Matthew where we literally were having sex seven days a week. And right now sitting here six months postpartum, I have zero idea how that ever happened. So it's very interesting how your body can change and adjust. Um, and like I said, it's a season, but the more you can talk about it, um, the more I think you can feel better about it and communicate with him. Cause I think at the root of all of it, there's like this like shame and like letting people down all of a sudden you can't be what you were before. Um, and that's okay. You're different now. Um, and every relationship in your life will probably change, um, because you're a mother now. So, yeah. And I think that, you know, that kind of new identity feeling, and I mean, really not even just a feeling like you are different kind of body and all of that. And, to kind of not, you know, go back to getting back to that old person. And I think it's embracing that new beauty and that strength mm-hmm. and that courage because, and if any partners are listening, I think it's a great point for them to focus on and encourage mm-hmm. and learn about this new person you've become. And like Melissa said, I think, you know, focusing on that and loving who you are and who you kind of see yourself becoming with this new little human and this mm-hmm. new family. And it, and it will, it, it will come back and it may look different, mm-hmm. but I think with open converse, you know, communication and, you know, focusing I on mean, yourself too, it'll, it'll come back. The first few months to a year to two years, it's going to feel like a fog and it's going to feel like you're one person one day and another person the next day. And some days you're going to want to show up for your partner. Some days you're going to want to get in your car and drive away and never see them again. Like, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's no joke. Um, but I can tell you that it's not an abnormal feeling and, um, try to just kind of embrace the moment and, um, realize it is a season. 
Uh, hi, this is uh, Marcus Perzicki. Uh, I'm uh, love commenting on the the lives when you guys do those. Uh, it's uh, actually uh, me and my wife Marley's uh, Wednesday tradition. So it's uh, really fun to get to interact with you all as you uh, give out the new news of what's going on with the company. From the husband's perspective, what's the best way to try and balance, uh, you know, making sure that you know your wife knows that you still find her attractive and still think she's beautiful without pushing it too far or you know you know bugging her when she may not be feeling 100% either you know morning sickness or bloated or you know any of the other you know negative symptoms of pregnancy so so i guess this is the first time we're talking about the actual pregnancy side of it yeah. Um, but again, I mean, I guess it's probably a pretty generic question. Can we talk about the fact how cool it is that a partner just called in? I know. I love it. Um, for those of you who don't know, we go live every Wednesday night on the Latch Mama Facebook page. Um, it's it's a fun time. We talk about clothes, but we also talk about parenting and my cows and my farm and Lindy's family and what's going on. But anyways, um, so how to communicate that your wife is or your partner is attractive without making her feel like that you just want to have sex. Is that the question? So I was trying to figure out exactly where the question was in that. Um, And I was thinking maybe it's like communicating your needs, but Mm -hmm. not wanting to kind of also respecting your partner. Have you seen those like TikToks? It's really funny. where like, a woman's making sausage or something and the guy walks in and he's like, Oh, I got some sausage for you. Or like, (laughs) like that's my life. That is my life all the time. Like Eric can't walk past me without like grabbing my butt or like, and it's hilarious to me, but it's, it's also like really nice. Like now, like it's really nice. Our like, our like dancing in the kitchen is like the coolest thing ever. Like we'll just start dancing. And I know it's because he wants, he's want sex, but like, it's cool. And I love it. (laughs) Um, but I can tell you like in the thralls of like morning sickness, like that first like trimester, I didn't care if I was pretty. I didn't care if I was ugly. I didn't, I I, I didn't know like up from down from sideways. Like I just wanted to feel human again. Um, I am sure if you look back, if anybody were to log my sexual relationship with my husband, there was probably not a lot of sex in that first trimester of any of those pregnancies. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, if you're going to be a supportive, a partner, I would say try to communicate as much as you can. Um, and I know, like, I think it all goes back to the fact that like biologically they are required or they're biologically, they're not required, but they're like wired. They're wired to want to have intercourse, especially with their wife or their partner. So how to balance that with the idea that there are times where we do not need it, nor do we want it. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's a lot of other ways. I mean, when I, and even with the twins, I, anything vertical, I felt like I was going to fall over, like dizzy and whatnot. So I was horizontal, like a lot of the time, even throughout the day. And um, I don't know. I think hopefully that partner can show you love in other ways as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, like you said, I just, you, you feel taken over by this little Mm -hmm. alien person and you're not really sure what day it is or what time it is or if people have eaten or Mm -hmm. and but it like once again going back to that seasonal like it is a short time and things change yeah um and we had pregnancies every pregnancy was different for me like there were pregnancies where like we had long stretches where we didn't have sex 
then there were some pregnancies like I think when I was pregnant with my boys girls I don't know there was a difference between the pregnancy and how much sex I wanted and like what our sexual like needs were this one we had a lot but I think we just had a lot going into it I think moving to the farm changed things a lot for our relationship too so um I think that we just we were in a season of having a lot of it so we did throughout the pregnancy um but yeah, I think it's, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Like what pregnancy does some, for some people, like pregnancy orgasms for me, 10 times better than non-pregnancy orgasms. I don't know what I'm going to do now for the rest of my life. I'm going to miss those. Like, I, I really want to know. There's more, there's more blood flow okay. to that entire region and like the clitoris and stuff. They're much easier also in pregnancy. For me, yeah, I but guess. see, for me, it was almost like painful. I would have them. I would like. I didn't. Never mind. This is okay. Getting, it's getting way, way off, but... off subject <laughs> and way too much sharing for me. And Maybe Kennedy that's more pelvic floor ladies at, over there. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyways, okay. Okay. Go ahead. Next one before I overshare about my nether regions. I guess my question is like, how do you get in the mood? How do you make time for the mood? Um, right now, you know, with, with three children, um, all you want to do is sit back, watch TV, um, have a snack and go to bed at night. There's nothing else I would rather do. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a struggle and it's been a struggle. Um, so I would love to hear how you, um, would recommend ways around that. I just, I laugh because I like literally could have left that message. Um, we learned that (laughs) nights do not work, do not work, do not work, do not work. Probably yeah. will never work. Nights are for some TV and snacks. And Nights are chill. for quiet. Do not touch me. Do not talk to me. Do like, no. Mm-mm. So that's why we skipped. That's why we went to mornings in terms of getting in the mood for it. Um, do you want to talk about that? <laughs> um, I, okay. So hold on. I'm laughing. Cause like this came up in the last podcast. I have two, two tips for that. Okay. One is it's like going to the gym. Once you put your sneakers on, your body will start creating some hormones mm-hmm. that will make you feel a little bit more in the mood. Second thing is if you really literally can't tie your t- your shoes that day or, I mean, I use it either whether I'm feeling the mood or not, get yourself a good vibrator. Get yourself started beforehand or while you're making out or something. I don't know. Let your body's <laughs> hormones work for you is what I'm saying. And then go from there. So you might not look at your partner and say, Oh my gosh, I want to like have crazy mm-hmm. sex with you right now, but you can have your body kind of help you a little bit down the road. And then he's going to learn. They're going to look a whole lot cuter. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm not always attracted to my husband, but there no, are times I where I'm like, Oh my I God, I, you. I just woke up. Like, I have literally a list of 27 things to do today. Are you telling me we're going to take 15 minutes out and do this? But then once you kind of, you know, turn little Mr. Shaky Pants on, it like, it just gets even better. Is that really his name? That Well, we have a lot of them now. Do so they all have nicknames? We have a lot of them, not because we need a lot of them, not because they're really any different. They're all just the same thing, but all different sizes. It's just that I forget to charge them. Like I forgot to hand, like he has the charging on his bedside table in a drawer and I forget to hand them back to him because when it's over, they're screaming kids and we have to get on with the day. So they don't ever make it back to him and then they don't get charged. So like my best side, my bedside table has all of the ones that are uncharged and then he passes one to me and then, you know, anyways, it's really intimate. 
<laughs> but no, I agree with you. Um, sometimes it's not it's not easy, and uh, it's not something you really want to do. But I 100% agree with the toy. Get it early. I did not find that till a whole lot later. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't be ashamed, guys. Walmart will drop one off at your doorstep. Like that is how. Like they're not like taboo like they're not like you have to go to like some sex store walmart will send will drop one off with your groceries okay so that makes them okay yep yes and i think those times i mean there's definitely if for some reason we've gone for a certain amount of time like i have this kind of like not magical like time number where he's like kind of like two to three days and i'm like a little bit longer like it's a whole lot easier but when you're trying to you know it's it's you don't really feel it um those toys like they're fantastic because it lowers the stress absolutely it's it lowers the stress yeah and um just do it just do it just get, get a toy just get them get them name them name when em? it's that time he's like what do you want <laughs> <laughs> i'm like get red like just get, like just oh go God, oh, oh, is your names is your names of it red or is it just the red one well, it's red, so its name is red. Its name is red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But and like <laughs> Please tell me somebody else names their vibrators. I have got so. to know if other people name their vibrators. Yeah. Ooh. But you know what also helps is just okay. some laughter. Like, oh, I feel absolutely. like if you don't 100%. If you're not laughing during sex, like yes, I 100%. Like the hip cramp, he's like, you need to straighten the leg out. Yeah. I'm like, yes. Like yeah. it's just I think make we it have, fun. Like it's gotta be And that is like literally and maybe it should still be like crazy hot and heavy. And I think it could be if we were in a space and a time in our life where it we we could have a quiet, hot and heavy type of thing. But like the laughter during sex to me sometimes is 10 times better than the actual orgasm. And it's Mm -hmm. just like the, Oh my gosh, we have created this crazy life. There are kids everywhere. Like what the heck is going to happen next? But it doesn't matter because we're in this together and we're laughing and we're naked and there are kids banging on the bedroom door and we're telling them to just come back later and we're wondering if they're going to burn the house down, but it doesn't matter because it's going to be over soon and we're going to laugh and it's going to be great. What? I mean, is there no. any other way to describe sex with a bunch of kids? Like, or there's like a sock on or there's like, yeah. like it's just. Yeah. Whatever. It's like whatever. It is yeah. what it is. It is, what it is. <laughs> okay. Do we have any other there questions? More? Okay. Okay. All right. So I guess we're uh, ending it there. Anything else you want to leave everybody with? Here's the deal. It's not easy. It's a season. It's, it, it, it's okay if it feels off, if it feels like there is something that is not working right because you're trying to get all of the pieces back in mm-hmm. a line. Um, do not think magically after that six week appointment, when your doctor says you can go have sex that you're supposed to go home and have sex with your partner. Um, do it when you're ready. But the biggest piece, and this is something I've learned from Lindy as well is just communication. If you can literally, and even if you can't say it, write it on a post-it note and stick it on the bathroom mirror. Um, be very, very intentional with what you need emotionally and physically. Um, and, you know, there are mm-hmm. a lot of ways to be physically intimate that mm-hmm. do not include the vagina. Yeah. And I think it's like with anything else, with a kid thing, one week it's sleeping, one week, sorry, mm-hmm. not it. 
he or she is sleeping and the next yeah. it's awful and the next week it's better. Yep. I feel like it's the mm-hmm. same thing. So yeah. if you're having a hard week, you are not mm-hmm. locked into that Absolutely. forever. Yep. It's going to change. Be open minded. Yeah. Tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. It, just give yourself some grace. And yeah. Eric you know, has gotten to time. the point now where he will ask me in the morning. He'll be like, how was your night? You know, how was the baby? And I, I mean... I kind of think he might be asking because he cares, but I don't think so. I think he's asking to gauge whether, I mean, he does care, but, but asking to gauge whether like this morning it's happening or not. Absolutely. Like but not, not yeah. rolling over and assuming we're having sex. He's rolling over and saying, like, I care how about is the where night? you're at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was the night? Are you okay? Because let's be honest, he sleeps through, you know, all yeah. of the nursing sessions. Um, and, you know, we kind of just, just go from there. So, yeah. Just try and communicate as much as you can and also give yourself some grace. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy trying to find yourself again um, after first or sixth baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs>